Welcome to Talking Far, Far Away. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. You are not a Jedi yet. Join Brick City Blockade as we discuss the canon of a galaxy far, far away. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to Talking Far, Far Away from the Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast Network. And it is with great sadness, of course, that he's not here in America anymore. But he's back over on the other side of the pond. And like you said, Scott, even before we hit live on this, it's been two months since we've actually had a chance to sit down and talk on Talking Far, Far Away. Yeah, I mean, the last time we did it was August 17th, or just before that. And that was when we did the positivity episode. Ah, that's right. I remember that episode. We've been all busy. You've been uh, doing college work. I've been working a lot. Everybody else just been really busy. But we did have, two weeks ago, group meet up at Krypton Comics in Exeter when I was over two weeks ago. And boy, boy, was that a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of things over on Facebook Live, you guys watching. There was a lot of things that happened at that live session, Scott. It was so much fun. I mean, we had Katie there. We had you. So it was great to have Katie on the panel this time around. And, of course, James going through his usual suspected things of <laughs> prank calling with a Scotsman. That, that, that could be a show alone here on the network. But it was, it was just so much fun because it was like we could all sit, have a great powwow about Star Wars. And, of course, we talked about the oncoming trailer, which was going to be released on Monday Night Football. Most of us stayed up. We were able to see it live when it happened. It, I, I know you're on the other side of the pod, Scott. I, I know. You had to be a good boy and try to time it right so that you didn't tire yourself out before going to work, I know. Well, I had... <laughs> this is interesting. Well, I had Ross text my mate. My friend Ross texted me at uh-huh. 4 o'clock in the morning. I had you guys messaging through the night at <laughs> 3 o'clock in the morning so that my phone kept going off with the light. I need to do the stuff just during the night and get in the So yeah, I was, uh, and then when that text message finally came through, I got up at four o'clock and just watched it. That was uh, it, yeah. Yeah, I, and then I went back to sleep for an hour, so. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I got up, just a quick watch, and then I rewatched it again when I was, when I was fully up uh, several times. I could watch it several times on the train. I watched it several times at work. So yeah, I've watched it quite a few times and I just watched it recently before we started. Yeah, it just seems like with this trailer, again, and it's what Star Wars does all the time, guys, is they always make a trailer for us that takes multiple viewings because there's just so much to break down and so much to discuss. And that's what we're doing here on Talking Fire Far Away, including a little bit of Rebels talk. Of course, that time, that timeline is coming up right around the corner for season four and we're really excited about that. So we're going to break that down as well. But Scott... The main discussion today, I think, and we really haven't had a chance to, other than I know Brian, Jim, Katie, and Sean were able to share their perspectives. You guys can go over to YouTube, Google Play, and wherever else, and you can also listen to their breakdown of The Last Jedi trailer. But here on Talking Far, Far Away, we got this thing locked and loaded, and we're ready to break it down. Scott, overall thoughts on this trailer? I think that it's done a lot of things for Star Wars fans. And some really cool little tidbits that are going to be worth having a discussion about. Uh, when I first watched it, I was a bit meh about it. But then after watching it a few times more, I did quite like it. There's three times I took away from it. Well, I was thinking about it three, then I thought about it four. There's four things I took away from this trailer that I have questions or things that I'm glad we're getting to see. So one of them is, it's repeated by Snoke and Luke twice, the word raw. And it's... Mm. Both talked about Ray and Kyle Ren, and at that same time, before Luke says Raw, you can see Luke's face when Ray kind of cracks the surface. So that's my that's my one is I want to know what's why is Raw such a the word that's been used quite a lot to describe these two characters. Two, I think everybody loves this part. It's the it's not the porks. No, no, it's not the porks. It's the <laughs> Kyle Ren and his time his tie fighter. Oh and yes. For a split second there is no music and all there is is just a beeping sound. And you've got Kyle Ren ready to fire and Leia standing just and it's a it's one of those force things that we all know that Leia's got some kind of force sympathy about her. 
it was kind of revealed in Return of the Jedi, it was kind of used again in Force Awakens. The third one was saying Ray was Snoke. Mm-hmm. That was the other thing. That's I'm, I'm more interested in what's going on there. And as I said in Krypton Comics, I the ones I wanted in this trailer was Snoke. I got it. And the last part was the end of the trailer between Kyle and Ray. And I think we're kind of being misled there because if you mm-hmm. kind of look at it, the shots, seem yeah. a bit different. So I think that's a bit of mislead there. But yeah, these are the the four things that I have on my I took away from this trailer. You you bring up so many great points, Scott. And I think with this trailer specifically, again, you you mention it. We've heard it on the breakdown from multiple YouTube networks, multiple Star Wars insiders, that this trailer truly is the definition of a misdirection. There is just so many different ways that they're pulling at you and pulling at your emotions. And it's funny, but with The Force Awakens, was there mis- misleading? Yeah, there was. Mm-hmm. But the Chewie were home moment was included in the film. That was not broken up in any sort of way possible. So where is that in this trailer? It, it, it's hard to decipher. Is it the moment between Kylo and his mother, Leia? I don't think so. I think it's such a b- big misdirection. I think they want you to pull at that. They want you to feel that emotion at that time. And we've heard it, Christian Harloff said it himself in his breakdown from Collider, that they're trying to pull at your emotions in that moment. And at the same time, if they're able and they do end up using that, that that's a lot to be giving fans right off the bat in a trailer. Maybe that's why Ryan Johnson also said, yeah, guys, you might want to step back a little bit from this trailer and not view it because there might be a little something. I don't know. And it's, and it's hard to really get into the minds of Lucasfilm to really understand. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to break this thing down. Snoke is the one, Scott. We talked about it. We talked about it at our session at Krypton Comics. I like how they use Snoke in this a lot. Yeah, yeah it was not a, It was the right amount. It wasn't a big amount. It was just the right amount. So you got his voice, Andy Circus, and then you got his face kind of covered, like when he was reaching out with his hands like that, so his face was kind of half concealed, even though we know his face looks like anyway. And then you can just kind of see him in the distance when Ray's standing, kind of getting some kind of force done to her. Um, but you can see him kind of sitting on his throne with his gold robe, kind of like Hugh Hefner probably did when he was at Playboy Mansion. Hugh <laughs> <laughs> um, Hefner joke, Facebook Live viewers. <laughs> Just a tiny one. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, that was just the three. Three that took us away. But, yeah, um, I, I don't... I, we kind of discussed it at Krypton comments as well. Like, and I, we've discussed it. So, I, I don't want crypt, Krypton. No, that's a that's a different universe altogether. <laughs> oh, Superman's own planet. I want Snow to be in this movie a bit. But I don't want him overused. And I would like to know where he came from. But... Empire's End kind of can't eat that for me so we'll wait and see there's just so much with Snoke that I think still has to be answered this trailer did a nice job of saying yeah you know what if you didn't know if Snoke was going to be in this movie at all and maybe maybe they're just using him in the trailer we don't know maybe these are misdirections alone maybe his presence is just in smaller sections it's not going to be the overarching factor in this upcoming film I think you bring up a great point that the trailer did have to show him because he is a player in this storyline. He is a player in the Star Wars universe right now. So you do have to kind of market him. Same thing with Captain Phasma with that part with Finn. You do have to get the Phasma, especially with the comic book, especially with the novel by Delia Dawson. You have to have that out there because Mm -hmm. it's been part of the discussion. It's been part of what fans have been reading in the canon, which is what we do, of course, is we find those connections. Scott, one of the things I really want to talk about, and I guess while we're at it, we kind of broke down some of our favorite moments, had a small discussion about it. Let's break this thing down from what the major parts in the beginning all the way to that end where we do see Ray and what looks to be Hugh Hefner in the background. Whatever is going on in that scene, I don't want to know right now, but let's do that. First of all, we lead off this trailer, of course, with Crate. And you want to talk about Shades of Empire Strikes Back and the Hoth scene, just alone. And then to have Snoke's, Snoke's voice, the continuation of the word being used, when I felt, saw the raw power 
that was such a nice little intro. I know at first it took me a little bit too to like lighten up to it because it was just so quick and so fast. But what did you think about that opening scene to this trailer? Because sometimes those are sometimes the most memorable pieces to trailers. Hearing Stokes' voice, uh, Stokes voice was the kind of thing that grabbed me for the, the trailer. Um, I don't know, Andy Serkis just seems to have that kind of voice for Snow that I, I find quite drawn. It was nice to see that very first opening scene where Kyler seems to be watching ships get built as well. Mm. So, yes. again, is, is, that, is that in the throne room or is that? I don't think it would be a throne room, but it's just kind of like, it's kind of Vader-esque. Yeah. And it's just kind of, that's what Vader would do. He would just stand there and just look like that. But we'll wait and see. But yeah, I quite liked the opening and then we kind of got to create and seeing the new, I can't remember what's the name of the new ones again. I'll just call them the new eight Atats. Yeah, everybody's calling the new Atats. That's just an hour until I think I can't remember their names. That's very reminiscent of Hoth. That! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a private joke, people. Private oh, yeah. joke. <laughs> that was very reminiscent. I didn't see anybody get squashed, so that's all good. That was that was just quite a nice wee touch there at the start. Kind of got people thinking, this will be like episode Empire State Bad, but this could be completely different as well. That's a great point because we've been told that if this is going to be the middle film, it's got to be the darkest one. It's got to be the one associated more with Empire Strikes Back. Where that might seem true based on this trailer Ryan Johnson's got a whole other thing planned here. He's got a whole other story that he wants to tell. And I wouldn't be surprised if throughout this, we don't see shades of Empire Strikes Back. We don't see similarities. Even in this trailer, Scott, there are some similarities when we're talking about Creighton. We're talking about the use of the walkers. Also, another part of this trailer that obviously came up after that was this discussion that Snoke kept talking about the raw power and talking about when I first when I first saw you or first began to get to know you kind of, you know what I mean? It's, it's like he was starting to get to know whoever we're discussing and whoever was being talked about. A lot of people stem this part to the misdirection that they're talking about, that he, specifically Snoke is talking about Kylo Ren. I think you and I are probably in agreement on this, that it may not be Kylo that he's talking about. It could possibly be Ray that he is speaking about because of books like Empire's End, the importance of Jakku. Maybe there's something there. It's possible. I mean, he could have... Is it possible he did know Ray before it? Mm. You know, that's one of these things. I mean, we all know how important Jakku is. And then you can, and it's more important than even Tatooine now. But yeah, I'd, I might be in agreement with you there, but then again, part of me, Kendi thinks he's still with Kyle. Kyle. So until I see the baby, I, I don't want to get too focused on it's one way or another right now. I just kind of want to try and keep it separate and just be a bit more surprised if it is. He is talking about Ray when he first meets Ray. First meets Ray again, or is it encounter with Ray again when he sees her, uh, sees her again in The Last Jedi? Yeah, there's a lot there. And it's, and it's, it's for the first time I'm going to say this, and everybody on Facebook Live, you're listening to this discussion. You're listening from this end of the of pond for this episode. Fascinating because I think that there's so many different directions that we could take the Snoke and Ray relationship or the, even the Snoke and Kylo Ren relationship because as the trailer moves on, we get to hear more and more. And of course, we see the moment with Ray and she's holding and she turns on the lightsaber and we get to kind of start to see that raw power. And then of course, who you, Scott, have said they've got to put this guy in the trailers. That's Luke Skywalker. And finally, his voice in the trailer. And I love... I don't... It's a camera angle that they used on Luke. And he's just looking over to the side. And it's just so great because he says, I've only seen this, this raw power before. And it didn't scare me then, but it scares me now. He's very vulnerable, Scott. I think when, he, when, he, when that scene happened... First of all, I was thinking maybe Vader. Mm-hmm. But then when he says when he sees that says that, it kinda of cuts to his Jedi Academy. Yeah. They had and then he see his hand come out, which is very classic in movies. It's the hand comes out and it comes back to Luke. And you kinda of say, Hmm, this might be 
about he's talking about Kyle and not Vader because Vader had a Vader had a lot of raw energy, had a very strong energy with the Force, and that's how I kind of I thought oh, maybe he's talking about Vader because he was there with the Emperor Vader and Return of the Jedi, so mm-hmm. you could go that way. But no, I think he's talking about Kyle and how Kyle he wasn't a very he wasn't scared of because worked with Kyle to use that power, right? But that, then when he sees Ray using the same kind of power auto force that's kind of like i can't do this again i can't do this and it is it's, it's freaking him out it would freak anybody out to realize that someone is using that same kind of power that he that he might have he experienced before and he's just like i don't want to be part of this i can't do this it's so true i, I have an alternate theory that's running through my head right now however i think that's going to be ending up in an article it just ran through my mind right now that's the beauty of these discussions guys over on facebook live listening right now on itunes google play soundcloud sometimes ideas come into your head and you just can't share them yet because they're kind of interesting but at the same time i think you bring up a really great point that there is a lot with luke that we have to learn there's such a space of time and i think you could see a little bit of it with the upcoming luke novel you might see a little bit of that touched upon of course it's a journey to the last Jedi novel. So there is some story that might be told through that. However, at the same time, I think Ryan Johnson wants to give us a little bit at the same time. He wants to kind of feed it in in some way possible. I don't know how he'll do it yet, Scott, but as we've always said here at the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network, you got to give us Luke because you only used him so little at that last scene in The Force Awakens. It's time for a little more Luke and... The onesie, Scott, I have to bring up because I had a whole discussion about this at many, many live sessions at Krypton, even at a couple of Comic-Cons, is we see Ray walking towards the tree. Now, I have talked about this on multiple occasions. I had a feeling because of the Shattered Empire comics and everything else, Luke brought a forest tree with him and he had it with him throughout a good amount of his time following the events on Endor and, of course, the destruction of the second Death Star. Is this the Force Tree that he took away from the Jedi Temple or, or stole back into his possession? Or is this something that's existed on Octu? I'd like to hear your perspective on this, Scott, because I, if this just so happens to be a Force Tree, it's getting a little bit of a Dagobah feel in this, tra- in this trailer. This could possibly be part of what Luke experienced on Dagobah with Rey. Yeah, I think it could be actually because, again, I've said it before. We said it, Krypton, our, our live session. You and I have said it before, and I, I constantly say the books and the comics need to connect with the movies. Yep. This is one area that you can connect Shattered Empire to the Last Jedi. I mean, we all know that Story Group do work with everybody. Those are rebels. Those in the books. Those in the comics, and those that do the movies and. I think I agree with you. I think this could be the first tree that Ray's walking up to. And I think also that that hand we were seeing originally mm-hmm. is the one that is actually Ray's, not Luke's. Ah, I like that. I like that idea that Ray could possibly be wearing Luke's old gloves or something, and he's she's rubbing off the book. Uh, that that would be so fascinating in many different ways. Scott, another thing that just I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this because I've kind of been pondering on it since watching that scene is that a lot of people have been discussing that the books on the shelf inside of this, what could be the forest tree, those could possibly be the journal of the wills. Those could be the breakdown of the Jedi order. It could be scripts that have been, that have existed for thousands of years that just give some insight into the Jedi. A lot of people are speculating that this could be the moment, and I'm not a big, I don't like to speculate, but I think it's a fascinating point because we've heard rumors of things possibly happening in this film. This could be possibly where we see Yoda or somebody come into play, where Luke kind of steps back for a second and says, hold on, whoa, 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 whoa. If you want to go on this journey, I'm not the person to tell you on how to do this. You've got to be somebody a little bit more experienced, even a mentor of mine that knows how to go through this experience and knows how to coach somebody through this experience. I think if you want to insert Yoda or a past Jedi in, you know, in terms of, of a force ghost, this would be a very interesting way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. You can see, uh, before he does that. It's a tough line. I know. It is tough. 
the wills, the journal of the wills. Yeah, I think it could be them, but also part of me is thinking it could be Obi Wan's journal as well. Oh, yes. Um, if you've read the Star Wars mainline Star Wars comic, you will find that Luke does have Obi Wan Kenobi's journals, mm-hmm. so he could be keeping them with him. That's, I mean, we've heard the rumours flying about that Obi-Wan might appear in this movie, Yoda might appear in this movie. We've heard reports that Frank Oz has somehow done recordings for this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Sounded like a car. So, yeah, I think it's possible that Yoda could come into play. And also, it would be quite good to tie it more to the original trilogy as well, because right now we don't really... We don't really have the Jedi in this new and now thirty years later. We have we have Luke who is the Jedi. The movie is called The Last Jedi, so so yeah, I think you're going to have to at least have someone from the old Jedi Order who communicates with Luke and yeah, I, it has to be Yoda. Whether you have Yoda McGregor coming and do Obi Wan, it's a wait to see kind of time. We know he was in Force Awakens with a voiceover, yeah. but if there's anybody, I would I would have Yoda because he, he's more wiser and he's got more of a understanding than maybe Obi Wan does. Yeah, and and that's the thing about Luke too is that if he's this vulnerable and he's this shaken up, that suddenly Ray shows up with his lightsaber and is like, "Hey, hey, buddy, guess what? Time to come out of retirement and hanging out and chewing on Borgs the entire time. Time for you to start training me." That's a lot to throw on Luke after he just went through the destruction of the rise of the Jedi once again. You know, that's something that Snoke alluded to, that if Luke Skywalker rises again, so do the Jedi. Well, maybe in a certain sense, that's why Luke is now saying that the Jedi must end from that first, really, because by doing so, you're unlocking a little bit more. Maybe he knows something we don't know. And that's really the fascinating part about this trailer, Scott, is that there's so many different ways we can decipher it. And as we move through it, we get past the point with Rey and some of her training. And of course, Luke really starts to get to see what Ray's potential is. And we start moving and moving and moving. And we get to know a little bit. It's funny. We didn't know if we were going to know enough about Ray. We learned a lot about Ray just in this trailer, even if it's stuff that's not used. But at the same time, I think that there's a lot of stuff that we could still tell about Luke as well. A lot of stuff that we could see in the books. And that's one of the main discussions I think we have to have is that this trailer also opens up and it gives a lot of potential to the Luke novel telling us stuff and to possible comics that may arise from the end of the last Jedi and telling some of these stories in the middle, the captain Phasma novel, or sorry, the novel and the comic alone have done some of that, Scott. I mean, I think that they're doing a nice job of telling Phasma's backstory. Of course, we see her and Finn, probably one of my favorite scenes in this battling at that point. How do you think, and I've talked to multiple people in the Star Wars community about this question Phasma, of course, has to be a concentration here. I think that you do have to use her with how they've used her in the novels and in the comics now. I think you have to use her in select areas, but you can't just have her being put in a trash compactor again because I don't think that's going to do anything for her. No, I think everybody was pretty disappointed how she was used in The Force Awakens. I've, I have read, all, well, I'm kind of listening to it on the, going to work the Phasma novel because it's quicker for her because I just don't have that much time to read the book at the moment, so I've listened to it as I'm going to work. It's interesting what you're picking up about her backstory, where she came from. I'm not going to say any more than that because I'd rather people read it. And also, I, I don't want to spoil it for some people as well, in case they go, la, 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 la. Brian, <laughs> Brian knows this. Brian exactly knows what we're talking about. And again, the comic, I've been, I'm up to date with that. I'm finding it a fascinating comic to read. There was something that you mentioned to me about Krypton, and I said, I don't worry, no, I've got to, to read. I read it, and we spoke about it in your car, and we were like, yeah, I'm not kidding that idea, actually. I just thought it was a bit... But, yeah. Yeah, well, well, wait to see. I think it, there's more to it than meets the eye. But in the trailer, seeing Finn and Phasma actually fight, where actually Phasma's actually doing something, yeah. that's... And I can't wait to see that. The question is, where about in the movie is that? Is that near the end of the middle? Is this going to be where in any Star Wars movie we get three parts near the end? We get the main storyline, we get an extra bit, like space battle, or we get the 
like in Return of the Jedi, that we had, you know, the space battle, ground battle, and Ray, uh, Luke, and Vader and the Emperor together. So yeah, I would like to see that be part of that near the end part. But yeah, I can't wait to see that. That's yeah. just going to be amazing. And the thing with with Phasma is that. Again, she doesn't have to be overused if you plan on using her, of course, in Episode 9. Maybe something major happens in Episode 9 where she's really used. I don't know, but again, you got to throw her in there in certain places. Again, we, you and I talked about it. You, you mentioned in the card, you don't utilize Gwendolyn Christie just for certain things. You utilize her as an actress because that's what she does. And I think if you just kept her in a suit and maybe just a one-liner, sir, the villages. No, you, you just can't. Or, or um, you you know, my soldiers will come in here and destroy you. No, you don't use Gwendolyn Christie just for that. You move her story forward as an actress, and you allow her to play the role as an actress. So it'll be fascinating to see what happens with her in this film. Scott, the one section of this trailer I think you and I really do have to talk about, and we mentioned it earlier, people on Facebook Live, when you're listening to this as the entire thing, you're going to be very fascinated by our discussion that's just about to happen. We talked about Snoke. Mm-hmm. And we talked about, you said, where his part of his face is being covered up by the hand. But it's the word that he uses. Fulfill your destiny. Where have we heard this line before? The Emperor has said that many times. And uh, fulfill your destiny. <laughs> so yeah, he, the Emperor said that Vader said it to fulfill your destiny and join the dark side. Um, so yeah, we know that that's been said many times by those on the dark side. And he snows definitely dark side, man. I just, I don't want to say, oh, it's so, it's so hard because you you just want him to be a Sith, but he might not be a Sith. And we said it at Krypton, you know, there's that many in between in the middle there, like you had the bender and I mentioned that how that's the middle as well. Yeah. I don't want I don't want that. I want I really, really do want Snoke to be a Sith and you said as well that he could but James actually said that he could be the, yeah. the Sith from the before, you know, like before Palpatine and he was hiding, he's actually a true Sith. And we all know there was something dark out there in the unknown regions. And right in, Snoke could be that very dark thing. We know the Emperor was so fascinated by that out there. Uh, even in the Throne novel, he even mentions it about the Throne. Oh, boy, boy, boy. <laughs> I'm more tantalising about <laughs> familiar destiny. Maybe it's just one of those lines in Star Wars that has to be said by the dark side. People. Right, right. I mean, we all know that um, I have a bad feeling about this. It's always, always going to have to be in a Star Wars movie. I mean, even since the first Star Wars movie, and then it was said in the prequels, and then it's been said in The Force Awakens and Rogue One, so we're going to definitely get get that line constantly used. But yeah, there is Snoke's just like, uh, fulfill your destiny, but oh, what does that mean? And who's he yeah. talking We know he's talking about Ray, but right. he'd be talking about Kyle Ren as well. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing about that line. Like you said, it's a common Star Wars line used all the time. It's nothing new, guys. When you hear the term fulfill your destiny in Star Wars, it usually means dark side association. However, I think with Snoke, you bring up a great point, and it just kind of popped into my head while I'm sitting here. It won't be an article. It'll be a discussion. Maybe Snoke, and I've kind of got this vibe, Scott. Curious to hear your thoughts on this. But Snoke may be a dark side user. However, he approaches the dark side more as like Thrawn approaches the history of the galaxy. He wants to know tidbits. Using the line, fulfill your destiny, is something that he picked up during his time. We know from the Force Awakens novel that he discusses and he says that the son could have killed the father. Hmm. And obviously he has some background knowledge about Palpatine. If you got that much background knowledge about Palpatine, you had to know what the guy was saying all the time. And I think you had to know what Vader was saying all the time. So I think in a way, maybe he's just picked up on that during his time in the outer regions or wherever he was researching what was happening with the Empire at the time. This could have just been something that he picked up, like you said, along the line. However, Snoke fascinates me in so many ways. And not just the golden robe and what was underneath it in the Black Series figure. Trust me, we're not going into the undergarments of Supreme Leader Snoke. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! 
uh, no, but uh, at, at the same time, I think that it's, now I'm distracted because I'm just thinking about it. I hope we do not get that in this film. Ryan Johnson, if you're listening right now, please, if you did it, destroy the film right now because it is not worth our time to see his undergarments, I don't believe. I don't want to see Haynes' t-shirt and Haynes' underwear commercial during The Last Jedi at any point. I do but oh, oh, I'm sorry. Scott wants to see a Haynes commercial inside the last. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> He's joking. But at the same time, let me just say this: Snoke is probably has become more of a mystery to me than Ray. I want to know a little bit more now about how he got to the place that he was. Obviously, Empire's End does a nice job of summarizing what was going on in the background, but doesn't really key in on this particular character necessarily. So it'd be nice to see that development. And of course, that scene with Ray Scott, it's the one I continue to go back to. Your thoughts on that scene, because I had so many thoughts. I had to go back and just watch that one scene to see what was in the background, who was involved in that scene. Obviously, we see the Hugh Hefner outfit in the background. She's been um, tormented. She's been, I don't want to use that word, so I'm not going to use it. Um, She's been, I can't think of the word, but she's kind of been tortured in a way, like, She's been kind of the way that Kyle kind of you try to use her, the force powers on her and force awakens yeah. that kind of thing. And we know that Snow will be a lot stronger than Ray right now because Ray still doesn't know how to control these abilities, even though she managed to use her quite well on the force awakens to escape the stormtrooper. But that was just a trick, that was just an easy thing to do. But yeah, she's up against something big and he's. He's strong. He's he's been around for a long time. So I'm I'm curious myself because it's quite there's not much you can see in it in that scene. So it's kind of one of those things you kind of have to wait and see. It was just a quick snap, and that was it. Oh my god, what's happening? And then it jumps to like the next part of the trailer. So you, you don't really know what's going on. Is that? In the middle of the movie, is that near the end? Is this where it's going to be a cliffhanger and we're end up having to wait two years to episode nine? Uh. Yeah. So I, I don't want to speculate too much right now because I I don't know what's happening. And there's not much we can really go on with just, we know that she's just being kind of tortured at the moment or being forced white, whatever it is. So I think... Right now, until I've seen the movie and got a bit more clear, I'm not going to comment on that scene right now. I totally agree with you. The only thing that I'll say about it, and I don't want to make a further comment, I thought it was just fascinating because it's really the first time in a Star Wars trailer that we've seen something so brutal in terms of something being shown like that. I I think that's really fascinating that they throw that out there. Big misdirection, probably, based on everything else that this trailer does. But... You're right. There is that essence of what Kylo Ren did to Rey just on a much larger scale in terms of what was happening in that scene. Scott, and then of course it cuts away, and then I think it leads on to the greatest misdirection of this trailer, (laughs) which is Rey saying, I need somebody to show me the way, basically, and then Kylo Kylo Ren's hand being reached out. That is two separate scenes. Because if it it fits together, I mean, come on, guys. Come on. If you're going to put Rey and you're going to put Kylo Ren in the same scene, and he's reaching out. It's too Disney for me. Come on. Let's see. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. Your thoughts on that section of the uh, trailer? Obviously, the concluding ex- uh, exiting to this trailer. Yeah, she's talking to Luke. Yeah. Yeah, she's talking to Luke. I mean, if you see the costume, if you see her outfit, she said wearing the same outfit she wore when she arrived on Act 2. She's talking to Luke. Um, she's got the same kind of yourself. So I wouldn't, she's asking him or talking to him, she needs to know, she needs to find her place in all this. Um, Kyle Ren reaching out, that's his misdirecting, but there's fire and everything. I don't know what I, I've got two theories. It's either near the end, near the end where there's a fight or it's when, or the other scene is when the first order's attacking the resistance and it's on the on a ship and he's trying to reach his hand out to Leia to get him to come with her. Mm. I might be wrong. But well that's just one of these things I could be wrong. Um but I've got a funny feeling that that's probably why he's reaching his hand out to it'll be for Leia, not for Ray. 
and the racing is definitely not those two seats together. It's a complete misdirection. <laughs> like when we saw Finn with the lightsaber, that was a complete misdirection because they didn't want to show people that it was going to be afraid it was the force user. Yeah. So complete misdirection. Yeah, it's it's such a misdirection that after watching it after seven or eight times, you're just like, all right, you know, you could have just cut this part out. I'd be just okay with that. I I think it was just again, as star, as people who do a Star Wars podcast, as Star Wars fans, as as really like hardcore Star Wars fans in many ways, we love to overanalyze things. We love to discuss it. But to somebody like who is not always enveloped in the Star Wars universe, who is just a moviegoer. I think that that alone, they may not see that as a misdirection. They may just see that as just cinematically a key moment that may happen in the film. We see that in some of the trailer reactions that are on YouTube. A lot of people are reacting to that moment. And I think it's fascinating because I think there's so many different ways that this trailer could be broken up and kind of put in different places. And you still get that same message conveyed through that Ray is on a journey. Luke is scared and that Kylo Ren is really not, not necessarily trying to redeem himself, but he's trying to prove to Snoke that he is the Force user or the dark side user that he wants to convince in the long run. I think there's still those, those tones throughout this thing, Scott. And Any final thoughts on this trailer? Because I think there, there, there are some fascinating things that we're going to have to keep looking for, especially if we see an international trailer. Are we going to see these similar scenes play out for the international market? Well, I was just thinking about the international tours and after talking about, discussing about the the whole Kyle holding his hand and Ray thing, I think that scene will get added on in an international trailer. Mm-hmm. But, because if you've looked at the Force Awakens international trailers, they did spoil some things. They did kind of, a scene that was a second trailer for Force Awakens was actually... It was already sure, but what a longer scene in the international tours. So I've got a funny feeling we'll see more in international tours. And I would be surprised if we start seeing them very soon near the end of the month. Yeah. It's coming right up around the corner. I don't think Star Wars is now at a point where they can't have any lag time. Lucasfilm's at a point where they can't have any lag time. They have to continue to market this thing, put those TV spots out there. Force Awakens did that after the, after the, uh, the second trailer came out, they really started ramping up the marketing. Obviously, we got the ticket release, Scott. <laughs> you get your tickets for opening night? I've got my tickets a day before you guys. <laughs> ah, gosh darn it. I forgot that you get that overseas. Yeah, so... Look at this guy, Facebook Live. Look at this guy. You know, it, it, It's crazy. I get to see it on the 13th. So you got to be careful. I cannot say anything to you guys about we're talking about that in our own group chat. They, Garrett Bryce will kill you. If they I know. will find where you, they li- where you live, which obviously they know now. <laughs> yes. Um, I, will, I will be very careful. I, I probably just won't come on and say anything. I'll wait till you guys see it. Um, but yeah, I... You're going to be like Beaker from the, the Muppets. Mama, mama, mama. <laughs> I won't even say anything at all. I won't even say it's good or bad. I won't say anything. I would be like, see it for yourselves. Yeah, that's all you have to say. I don't want to swear for you guys. You guys want to enjoy it and get the same experience. I'm getting to go see the double builders. So I've seen Force Awakens, and then I've seen Last Jedi. Man, that's the that's the life right there. That's that's the way to do it. You see the Force Awakens, and then you see it. But that's a good way of of seeing a film. That really is because you get reacclimated to the last one, and you get to see those scenes play out. And then, of course, that it's it's almost like what they did with Rogue One, where they yeah. showed Rogue One, and then they showed A New Hope directly after. Those connections, especially if they do pick up right where we left off with Ray handing Luke the lightsaber, what a better way of doing it than showing The Force Awakens and then showing The Last Jedi. I totally agree. It sounds like you're going to have an awesome time, Scott, over there seeing it with your little... Now, did you use your, your card to get those tickets? I sure. Well, my, my friend Ross did it, but yes, oh. since uh, all you American people, this is what I have. <laughs> the, the key word on that is unlimited unlimited city world so yes and I just realised that it comes like one minute past 12 and it's a Tuesday night going into the Wednesday <laughs> so yes uh, <laughs> we get everything over here before you guys sometimes we even got we get the, we'll probably get Infinity War over here before you guys <laughs> yeah, that's that, that that lucky ducks again you guys are getting these things way ahead of us but I, what this trailer did was Again, just my final thought on it. 
it's really excited me. I, I can't really stem my excitement for a Star Wars film. Maybe with Revenge of the Sith because I was younger and it, it was ending and I knew that there was a chance that we weren't going to see another Star Wars film after that. So my excitement for that film was really, really ramped up. There's something about this film just from the trailer that really, really has got me more excited than ever. And I think we're going to continue to see that, Scott. Yeah, we're definitely going to see see that. I just don't want to get too excited, and I'll drive wait till we get into more. I'm getting excited, but I just want to get. You're not a force... No, 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 no. But when the force, <laughs> no, no, no. But when the force awakens tonight, I was going to see force awakens. I was so excited that my work, I could not control myself. I was getting all giddy. Um, giddy, 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 because I was getting to see it. And so when I go see this, I will be giddy. Giddy, giddy, giddy. Um, so yeah, I cannot wait. Just make sure, just, just, just make sure the rubbing of the hands is okay, Scott. But just make sure you're not prancing. Well, I guess you could prance if you feel. Uh, yeah, if I feel like it, I'll, I'll see if I go to Dunkin' Donuts first. Oh wait, we don't have that over here. <laughs> oh, the American to Scottish connections. How wonderful! You guys have Tesco. Listen, I've done my research on Tesco now. I so wish I lived over there just for the possibility of Tesco. Why Tesco? <laughs> I, I don't know. There's just something cool about it compared to you've seen our WalMarts now. You've seen. You've, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'd love going to Walmart and saying, "There's a gun. You can buy it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, why can't they make it lightsabers? That's what I say. Just, well, there was a lightsaber. Remember when I didn't, there was lightsabers? They did have a lightsaber for sale. Where was that? I'm sure it was a Walmart. Oh really? We were at Walmart. Anyway, we're going off topic here. But we're <laughs> And we did see a lightsaber, and I was going to buy it, but you said no, and then we walked out. And then Brian says at, at the live Krypton event that lightsabers are allowed on carry-on, and you just gave me a death stare. Yes, because I was quite annoyed. If I, I could have took my home with a lightsaber. Yeah. So remember that, guys. TSA allows lightsabers. Remember Yes. That. That's the public service announcement from Mr. Brian Fontaine himself coming to you from Robin Vogt and Scott Inch of talking far, far away. Scott, one of the things that we have on the docket that we do have to discuss because, boy, oh boy, we've been waiting for this moment. Season four of Star Wars Rebels, the final season, is right around the corner. You guys will be able to watch and listen to Rebels Recap once again. It will be a bevy of different hosts and members of the panel coming up this season, so please stay tuned. Much more information on the way on that, but Scott... What's the excitement like over there for you right now with Star Wars Rebels right around the corner? Because it's potable over here. Well, I think you know how much I love it. Um, I'm a big fan of the show. I'm gutted. It's it's the final season. Um, But yeah, I'm quite glad it's two episodes a night. We're kind of really getting into this season. I thought they would finish it before Last Jedi came out by because they were doing two nights, two episodes a night. But apparently they're not. It's Eight, I can't remember if it was eight weeks or four weeks we're getting this, mm. like, these episodes. Then it goes on to a hiatus and then it comes back in the new year, which I think, okay, I can see that. I can see why. Mm-hmm. But I cannot wait. Uh, Dave Flory was on um, the Star Wars show. He said that there's no filler episode. I know you, we've all got our takes on having filler episodes, but he's... Right made it very clear that this season doesn't have filler episodes. He says no episode's a filler episode. Every episode has a reason. And he says that also these last episodes are pretty much ramping up to where it's been. Personally, I don't want Kenny to die. He's my boy. I don't want Kenny to die. So I will be gutted if he dies. But there's so much going to happen this season. We've got 15 episodes left. You can do a lot of 15 episodes. Mm-hmm. You can really do a lot. I mean, season one did quite a lot. And just... 12 episodes, 12, 13, 14 episodes. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've seen a lot of the, Mar- the Marvel shows on Netflix, they, especially Daredevil, they did a lot in those 13 episodes. Rebels could do a lot of 15 episodes. And again, it's only 30 minutes, 20 minutes to 30 minutes. So there's a lot they can do. Just the idea of this double episode concept and the idea of just really starting to ramp up the season. And when it comes out, it comes out. And you have to prepare yourself because you basically double the content to watch and to understand and break down. So for Rebels Recap, be a lot of stuff to break down and a lot of things to decipher from it. But like you said, I am gutted as well that this is 
the final season of Star Wars Rebels. I know it's celebration. Everybody was very emotional about it. I talked with... Oh, I can't believe... It's slipping my mind. I can't believe... Oh, Zena Duncan. Sorry, Zena. You, you can never invite me on any show that you do now. He's getting old. I'm getting old. I'm losing my mind. I'm getting like old man Luke where uh, I'm, I'm going to be losing my mind. I just got to adjust the camera for a second. See, this is what happens. This is what happens. The camera gets all weird and everything because I'm starting to lose my mind. But <laughs> at the same time, Zena Duncan kind of laid it out. She was at Celebration and it was quite emotional for her, she said, because it's like this is the final season. It's an emotional time, but there is a story to tell and that there is the story of Kane and that still has to kind of not necessarily conclude, like you said, because that would be really sad and really upsetting. But there's still Ezra that we have to discuss, and there's still a lot of backstory there that we have to tell and just continue continue that story along. Scott, one of the things with Rebels this season, I think, that still has me pondering on things is Thrawn. What are they going to do with Grand Admiral Thrawn? Do you have any thoughts on this? Maybe we don't learn that right away. Maybe it's going to take some time. Well, before we talk about Thorn, I just want to quickly yeah. say, those who haven't read the latest Vader issue, I would start reading it because it's starting to tie into Rebels a bit quicker. Right. So it's got the grand question. So just a quick shout out to that, the newest Vader issue, one that takes place after episode three. Read it if you want to know more about the cruisers for Rebels. Or on Thrawn, we know that we have a Thrawn novel coming out, second one mm-hmm. by Tim Zon. Not much detail has been given out about it whether this takes place before or after Rebels. Now, the book comes out next April, I believe. Mm-hmm. By that time, Rebels is finished. Correct. So we will finally get an answer whether this book's set before <laughs> right. season four of Rebels or after season four of Rebels. Because we know that in Thrawn, at the end of Thrawn, we know that Governor Price was about to get him to come and help to deal with the rebels so Kane and I was mentioned in that book right so I personally would like to think the throne survives and goes forward past the Empire years uh, and comes back post Jedi where he was in the in the legends so yeah it's Thrawn I'd like to, to see that he does somehow come back and it's involved in that thirty-year gap. I would love to see Thrawn actually working with the First Order. He, the sub-part of the rem- remnant of the Empire that's worked with the First Order. I think he could be the one that could do it. Yeah, thank you for stopping me and doing that shout out because that is important. That there is that that is crucial to heading into the season of Rebels. Of course, obviously, with the Thrawn novel coming up, the the next one from Timothy Zahn. There's just so much there about Thrawn that we're going to learn this season and then of course like you said once it's concluded and that novel comes out a lot more there that we're going to learn i think you're going to get some answers to mr eli there scott yes you know how much i quite like eli in the throne novel so yeah i think i think we're going to get more of him but the question is where is he going to show up and i've i've said it when we were at krypton i think he's one character that could show up in rebel season four Mm. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to appear in the pitch because Timmy saw has got a hold of this character. I don't think it'd be quite right to put him into Rebels. And also, by the time they did Rebel Season 4, fair enough, Timmy's on with the finished the first Thrawn novel. But by the time Season 4 came around, he started doing the side for it, the recording for it. And then doing the animation for it, it probably a bit too late to add Eli in because you need to know how the reception that character came in with yeah. the fans. And for what I understand, a lot of the fans do love this character. So yeah, I think Eli. I'm hoping in touch with that he is in this novel, and I'd be very disappointed if he isn't. I agree. I think if Eli is used in the novel, which I totally believe he's going to be, because there's even a story there that has to be told with, mm. with what he's going to be doing for Mr. Thrawn himself. I, I think that there's there's some stuff there. Whether we see him in Rebels, Scott, I think you bring up a great point. How awesome would it be if they did ahead of time Timothy Zahn sit down with Dave Filoni and stuff and say, yeah, I'm developing this character. This is somebody that we can animate and we can use 
in the final season of Star Wars Rebels. That would be wonderful if even the beginnings of Eli started showing up in Rebels. Obviously, the timelines work fairly well together. So it'll be really cool to see if that ends up happening. But Star Wars Rebels season four, get, strap yourself in, guys. So there's going to be a lot. And I think Scott and I, we, we're not just the only ones saying it. You know, Dave Filoni himself and Pablo Hidalgo have told people on Twitter, you know what, guys? Strap yourselves in because it is going to be a busy, busy season. And here at the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network, it's going to be a busy season, final season of Star Wars Rebels recap. All right, Scott, we've broken down The Last Jedi. We've talked a little bit of Thrawn. We talked about Star Wars Rebels. I think it's that time of the show. Oh, it's, it's plug time. It's plug time. My goodness, we haven't said that in such a long time here. I, I didn't know what to think. It's it's almost like I got my mind wiped. Yeah, I, I think I did double check my protocols in that case. <laughs> <laughs> my memory circuits need to be checked. <laughs> it's a little thing we like to call plug time, Mr. Scott Inch. Where can the good people find you across social media? Well, you could probably still hear me ranting on about my adventures in America with these guys so and also check out the carpool uh, karaoke yes it's an interesting one that one uh, especially with James hardly sound yeah Uh, come on James come on come on yeah but me and Robert did most of it so there you go you can find me on Facebook at Scott Inch and on Twitter at Scott Inch 85 awesome stuff please make sure to check out that carpool karaoke even if James is slacking on the job you guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Please make sure to head on over to Instagram. Follow me at the official vote. Head on over to BrickCityBlockade.com for everything happening in a galaxy far, far away. And as we always say with all of our shows, please make sure to head on over to iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe, rate, and comment. It is your ratings and comments that bring on epic guests like Xena Duncan. See, I revived myself there. Uh, people across the Star Wars community that we're able to bring onto the show. So please make sure to do so. And as we always say here at the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network, may the force be with you. Always. Always.